If you're a pop culture junkie who loves TV, film, music, comedy, and other really important stuff, then you've come to the right place. Get ready and settle in for Classic Conversations, the best pop culture interviews in the world. That's right, we circled the globe so you don't have to. If you're ready to be the king of the water cooler, then you're ready for Classic Conversations with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. All right, Kathy, thank you so much for that amazing introduction. You get this show going each and every week, and this week was no exception. Welcome, everybody, to episode 172 of Classic Conversations. As always, I am your host, Jeff Dewaskin. Great to have you back for another classic conversation with the amazing Mindy Sterling. That's right, Mindy Sterling from How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Con Man, iCarly, The Goldbergs, and of course, Frau Farbissena from the Austin Powers Trilogy. This interview is full of lies, all lies. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies. You're going to love my conversation with Mindy. It's amazing, and it's coming up in just a few seconds. And in these few seconds, I do want to harken back to episode 170. Make sure everyone tuned in to my amazing conversation with comedian Mark Schiff. A lot of great stories there. If you love comedy, that one's chock full of comedy stories. Of course, we had a bonus episode last week with nuggets from our live show, Crossing the Streams. Hopefully you're taking advantage and binge watching all the great suggestions. But before you get back to doing that, I think it's time for me to share my conversation with Mindy Sterling with you. We talk groundlings, career, everything. You're going to love it. Ready to begin? I am, sir. Mindy, begin the countdown. Ah, nine, eight, seven, six, five. Four, three, two, one. All right, everyone. Welcome. My next guest. You loved her in all three Austin Power movies. Con Man, Drop Dead, Gorgeous, iCarly, Ant Farm, The Goldbergs. Please welcome to the show, Mindy Sterling. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm good. So we're not being seen, correct? Oh, yeah. This will be like audio. Okay. Maybe at one point I'll do like a five second, like a little clippy thing. Oh, please do. I mean, I I, I did put makeup yeah. on. Yeah, no, you look great. You look great. So I'd hate to, <laughs> I'd hate to waste that. <laughs> yeah, please. We both look so good. I just got my hair I know. You're an adorable couple. <laughs> uh, thank you for jumping in on that countdown. I'm like, I knew it was, with your improv background, it would be a natural thing. Gonna go there. Mindy, thanks for hanging with me on my podcast. Very excited. Sure. Mindy, tell me about, like, what's your origin story? I know you have a famous father, actor, comedian, Dick Sterling. Was that, like, part of the origin inspiration? Or, like, is it in your family? Like, what got you to L.A. or California to start being hilarious? Well... Well, Jeff, so I was, well, there was laughter in my life a lot and just, uh, I love to laugh and I think make people laugh, but I was also very shy growing up. So I think and my mother and father were divorced and like, I think I was maybe oh, 12 or something like that. So yeah, I just somehow I thought, oh my God, you could, you don't have to be yourself. You could be a character and then you could pretend. And I found that concept really exciting. 
And so my mother was also a performer. She was a dancer and for a while. But I was kind of like, wow, this is kind of interesting because I, I am a little, I was much more of an introvert. And then my first play that I did was, I think it was like in the sixth grade and it was, it was a musical and it was, and now I'm dr- completely drawing a blank. It was, oh, the Mikado, the Mikado, that's it. And I played one of the three little maids. And I just, I had a blast, I think. I just really enjoyed it. And you know, like you find your people in whatever you do. If it's, if you're an engineer, you relate to those people. And I just kind of related to crazy, silly, nerdy theater people. (laughs) You know, and I just, um, I just kind of fell in love with it and got like the bug. And needless to say, my dad was, was very supportive of me. My mother was very supportive of me. And then I I went to like a, just a junior college and I performed doing that because I didn't really want to go away to school. I didn't want any more schooling after I got out of high school. And then I ended up coming to California because it was like, well, once I did my two year, then it was like, well, what do you want to do? You want to act? Yes, I do. So you're either going to go to New York or you're either, or you're going to go to LA. And I had never been to New York and LA I thought was probably a little bit more like Miami because I was brought up in Miami. You could have a car and you know, I wasn't as intimidated. And so I had a boyfriend at the time who we did um, a show together. We did Butterflies Are Free in college. He wanted to then pursue it as well. So he came out here to LA and I came out probably about, I don't know, maybe a month after him or two months after him or something like that. And kind of that's how I started coming out here and um, kind of got into doing theater. At what point did the getting into theater kind of pivot into... Improv. You were in an improv group before the Groundlings, right? Yes, I was with the, uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank again. Anyway, so yes, I was in with another improv group, but I'd never done improv. So this was just kind of like really interesting for me and exciting. And it was like, oh my God, you mean you could come up with all this stuff yourself? You don't have to memorize anything. You don't have to remember anything. And I, I think I always had like a little bit of a memory problem. <laughs> oh, the LA Connection. That's it. The LA Connection. So I did that for a while. And then people there told me, oh, you're so funny. You should go to the Groundlings. And kind of that's right. Then I ended up going there. It's the difference between Second City Groundlings. I mean, in terms of where one may have ended up based on where they were in the country. Uh, Maybe, you know, absolutely. Maybe Um, it was just I ended up just being around people. Yeah. Out here, it was the Groundlings. That was back in, you know, I mean, the early 70s when it started. And if I were in Chicago or somewhere that had Second City, I probably would have ventured over there. Okay. So talk to me about the Groundlings. Like, tell me all about that. I want to, like, how do you start there? How do you like, what's the system work like? I don't really know much about the improv world because I'm a stand, I do stand up comedy. Oh, you do. Okay. Oh, which I always admire. I love watching stand up. I love going to see stand up shows. I think that that I'm not a, I don't know if I could do stand up and be alone and be responsible for everything. So um, that's why my friend Kathy Latman, who you had on your show, I always like when she has a job, I'm always like, oh, can I go with you? Because I get really excited because I love to laugh. But for me, I think when I got to the Groundlings, you usually have to, you have to audition to get in and everybody starts at the basic level, even back then and even now. So, but I had been around, Tom Maxwell had, was running the Groundlings at the time and I had been working out 
with another group of people and Tom had met me through them and saw my work. And so Bill Steinkellner was teaching a class as well. And he and his wife, they writing on cheers. And so he was, um, you know, an amazing instructor and teacher. And so when I decided to come to the ground lanes, I didn't have to audition because I'd already had a lot of training and Tom Maxwell had seen my work and said, you can just go into inter- intermediate. So I started in intermediate. Anyway, it's changed since the days that I was there. I think we had like three levels. Now there's like five levels, I think, to go through. And But I think it is one of the most structured and really detailed piece of improv that is around. I mean, everybody does something so differently. And that's what I love about improv is everybody has a different work ethic or how what they look for, what they work on. And we're very character oriented. We are, you know, all about teamwork. And I just I love the whole atmosphere of it. And so I just got myself so involved in it. And when you're going through the program, you're going through the school, your whole life is that. I mean, I was married in 87 and doing this and my my marriage was like every weekend I was involved in putting things together and doing shows. And so it takes a lot out of you. I mean, your commitment is really, really strong. And I just, to this day, I just still love it. I love improvising. I love doing the shows. But back then you were always doing, you were doing mostly sketch comedy. Do those on Friday and Saturday nights once you got, once you got into the company, Friday and Saturday nights. And so that was, my weekends were taken up. That sounds fun. I I found a clip of you on the Groundlings Facebook page. Oh, well, which one? You were, excuse me for, if I get the name wrong, because it was just as best I could hear. Weena Weena Shanker. Shanker. Weena Shanker. Gift wrapping department at Robinson May. And Edie McClurg was in the skit. I didn't recognize the other people, but for sure she was in it. Oh my God, that's hysterical. Yeah, it was, uh, (laughs) it's just funny. Oh, it was probably, I think it was, was it a, um, it was a um, panel. There was a bunch of you, but it looked, it didn't look recent or anything. I, I Oh, no, 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 none of that was recent. No, but we think, I think we we're on a panel and my character, that's what she did. Got it. Got yes. Because I think I saw, I remember seeing that not too long ago. Yes. What famous people, other famous people that I might recognize the names were sort of in your circle? Oh, oh, of course. Well, Eden McClurg, Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens. John Lovitz, Lisa Kudrow, Sherry O'Terry, lots of people from SNL. I mean, from the Groundlings gone on, you know, to SNL and, and, and so forth. Right now, Mikey Day is, uh, he was uh, in the Groundlings. It's really Im- very impressive. And even the people that, you know, maybe are not like a household name are phenomenal and work all the time. And it is, it really has just, and just like Second City, it really has created incredible talent from them. Sorry to take a quick break, but I want to thank everyone for their support of the sponsors. When you support the sponsors, you're supporting us here at Classic Conversations, and that's how we keep the lights on. And we're back with my amazing conversation with Mindy Sterling. We're about to dive into some of the other amazing talent to come out of the Groundlings. And we're back. Oh, yeah. The list is, I, I pulled a yeah. list. You know, Chris Kattan, yeah, Anna Gasteyer, yeah. Chris Parnell, Maya Rudolph, Will Forte, Kristen Wiig. And a lot of those people, the really cool thing for me, a lot of those people that you had mentioned, 
were students of mine at some point. Oh, okay. Which ones were your students? Maya, Chris, Katan, Sherry O'Terry, and uh, uh, Kristen. Kristen was, I was not a teacher to her, but she babysat my son. <laughs> Kristen Wiggins babysat your son. That's all. She babysat my son. She wasn't in the groundlings yet. She babysat my son, though, when I was working. We fell in love with her, and my son loved her, and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. But there's like incredible talent that that goes through these places. And it is, it's so exciting when you see somebody and you go see a show or you get to perform with somebody and you're like, oh my God, you're like amazing. You're hysterical. I mean, you must get such uh knockers, like seeing like uh, Maya Rudolph. I mean, we just, I just watched her new show on Apple Plus. We just, Loot. Loot. Yeah, we just. Yes. Loved her. She was so special and so wonderful. And I just remember going, oh God, I don't even know if you know how great you are. And she is so and, great. Because, you know, when we're, when we're all moving to in that level and we're showing these signs of just really, really amazing talent, but you're young and you're still working through stuff. And I just remember and loving her though, going, this girl has got it. You can tell when, when yeah. I oh, got yeah. it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. At the Groundling, this is where you met Mike Myers? Yes. I met him. I was doing, we were doing a show on Thursday nights. It's called Cooking with Gas. So they bring people, alumni people and current members and Sunday company people to do the show. And he was a guest and Julius Sweeney had brought him because they worked together on SNL. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, like Myers, oh my God. I was just in awe and he thought it was really funny. And and really like, he always makes fun of me. He says, I, I don't know anything about anything. And that's what makes me so wonderful because I just make it up and commit to it. But I really don't have a bag of tricks at all. And he, and then I remember he was doing a show. He wanted to try to do something at the Grand Lease. He wanted to see if it would work. And I think it was like Austin Powers. I don't think it was Dr. Evil was in that. I think he was doing Austin Powers. There were a couple of us he asked to play and help him help develop it. So we were, I remember doing that. And then when the Austin Powers was going to go, I know that he and Jay Roach really wanted me to audition because, you know, nobody knew who I was. So I had to audition and I was so nervous and yet so thrilled to have that opportunity and that chance. I got it. And the group of people that were so far above me, I was like, oh my God, I get to work with all these people. When Mike Myers was uh, workshopping at the Groundlings, yeah. Austin Power, he's already, this is already the height of his Wayne's World and Saturday Night yeah. Live fame. Okay. So yeah, I could see where that would be. That would be kind of cool. So when he's, you say he's workshopping, he just, he's just playing the Austin Powers character. You guys start making. Try to remember again. I don't know if, <clears throat> I wonder if he has it on video somewhere or it's somewhere because I would love to see what we did and how we created it. I just knew that he wanted some improvisers to play along with him and stuff. And it was, you know, I mean, my God, it was such an honor to do that because she didn't really know where it was going to go or how things were going to happen. And it was me and it was Patrick Bristow who also had a part in it, I think the first one. And then it was Steve Hibbert who ended up being one of the writers, punch-up writers. So he he really surrounded himself with people that he, um, he felt comfortable with and that worked well with him. And it was like awesome. That's really cool. So is the whole, the whole idea of workshopping is then just try to figure out the character, see what the audience naturally reacts to or doesn't react to, build on that? Absolutely. Yeah. How long is the process of the workshopping? 
Like, did he do it like over the course of weeks or? Oh, no, it was, I think it was one show. Oh, just one time he came in. Yeah, I think it was a one-time thing. He just put it together, some ideas. And I, I remember that Jay Roach was in the audience. So I think, pretty sure. So yeah, he. I guess he was just trying something out in the show format. And I, you know, unfortunately, I, I'm not someone that has a great memory because wouldn't that be um, amazing if I remembered every detail of that? I should ask like the other two people that I did it with. Yeah. To see if they remember stuff. Cause I mean, it was certainly a while ago. Mindy, what if you weren't there that day? If it was only a one time? What if, what if I'm like completely making this up and it sounds great coming out of my mouth, but I am so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what if you were like, I, I got a thing that day. And then you're like, oh, Mike Myers was here yesterday. You missed Mike Myers. Oh, too bad. Uh, I know. Yes, yes, yes. Or that. Yeah. You just never know. You got to show up. That's the lesson there. <laughs> my, my. What was the audition process like? So you, they know now you're funny. Mike Myers is digging you. Julia Sweeney's talking you up. Everyone's, everything's pro Mindy. Yes, pro Mindy. So what was the audition process like? And did you go in for Frau? Or like, was it just kind of like, hey, just here's some things, just start workshopping an audition? Like, how does that work? No, it was, there was a script and I auditioned, uh, I was sitting across the table from Jay Roach, the director. Mike wasn't in the room. The scene that I was doing was from the first film, and it was, you know, about the uh, the Lucky Charms, <laughs> you know, and you uh, these little candies, and you know, it's 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 cereal, but the kids don't know because it tastes like candy. Read the script, and then he goes, "Oh my God, okay, I just want you to improvise now." So I got to improvise and played with that, and he had, you know, he's laughing and smiling and da 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 da. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I hope I got the German accent or at least something like it. And, you know, I was so worried that I wasn't going to sound German because she was German. And and I'm, you know, as actors, we're so hard on ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. I don't know as a stand up if you're as hard on yourself as I get after an audition because I'm always like, oh, I sucked. I sucked. I was horrible. And blah, 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 blah. When I left. I was just, you know, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I wish I remembered how long it took until you found out. Because you don't know the minute you leave. Right. They probably do, maybe in their heart. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm sure because I didn't really have, I wasn't someone that didn't have a status. And I know they were looking for other, they were looking at other women for Frau. I don't know who they were. But I remember walking out of the office and seeing some woman, a really beautiful woman. <laughs> maybe she wasn't, maybe she wasn't up for Frau. Maybe she was up for somebody else. But anyway. Vanessa Kensington or Miss Kensington. Yeah. Something. Yes, you're right. You're right. And so, yeah, so you don't know anything. You leave and you're like, okay, I got to let it go, let it go, let it go. And I just remember getting the call and just like, oh my God, oh my God. But it was like getting the script, the finalized script and reading it and laughing out loud, laughing out loud, which you don't normally do. And when you're alone and going, oh my God, this, this is so funny. And thinking again, oh my God, I'm, this is, this could change my life. And it did. That's an exciting <laughs> moment, isn't it? But more importantly, I got to play with Mike. How fun is that? So much fun because I never wanted to change anything. You know, when people ask a lot, you know, how much improv did you guys do? And, the, blah, blah. and it was like, no, not a lot because what was written was so funny and we just played with it. So I might have 
you know, said something. I mean, the yelling literally just said in the script, it said she yells out. And that's how I yell. That's how I yell, you know, and with with a little bit of an accent. And that turned out to be very workable for me. (laughs) It is so funny. And I mean, Frau Farbissena, founder of the militant wing of the Salvation Army. But Mike is great. Mike, Mike, Mike. Mike is, uh, <laughs> you know, Mike, Mike EM is, he's just great at uh, creating characters. I oh. mean, like your character and his, well, his character, of course, but like Scott Evil, Mini Me, number two, you know, I mean, it's just like his mind. He's a, you know, there's that, there's genius. There's people that have a genius brain and, and love what they've created and it just works. And because he wanted to do these parodies off of the, uh, you know, the bond things, it just, he just found that whatever combination with these characters to really work. And the fact that, you know, he loves playing characters himself and he loves, you know, with the uh, prosthetics and all of that. I mean, I don't know if you've seen this other show that he did not too long ago, but he plays all these different characters in it. He's... Oh, the Illuminati one? Yeah, he's just... I'm about halfway through it. He's like a master at this. And he's so funny. And they all are so distinctly different. And he never complained about putting these things on and how long it would take. And it just was remarkable to me. Well, he shouldn't complain. He wrote it. I know. But, you know, you don't realize you're like, oh, it's going to take me six hours for this, you know, put all this stuff. But he would just relax. And it's, it's it's, you know, it's a lot. I'm sure after Cat in the Hat, he had some idea that Dr. <laughs> Evil would take some time. <laughs> I don't know. The, <laughs> so you must, oh, what was your favorite thing to yell? I think bringing the fembots is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I mean, anytime that I yell, globe, uh, lower the globe, fire the laser, you know, anytime I yelled, I just loved it. <laughs> do you just yell like when you're out? Like what you do? <laughs> well, what my favorite thing to do is when my son is little and I'll still do it. She's older. So she's kind of barks like every now and then. It's okay. But I would, you know, I'd pick him up from school and I would get into the garage and I'd stop the car and I'd just go, get out. <laughs> he just would laugh. And I love that. And I can still do that. So yeah. So that's, um, that you'll get that out of me every now and then. <laughs> I would think if you're out and for some reason somebody doesn't recognize you, it's like a superpower. You could just pull out that voice. Yes. And there's no other. They'd be like, holy crap. <laughs> yes. I mean, people will ask. People will ask me to do that and like at a Comic Con or something. And I don't want to make a big thing. So I can do it a quiet one, you know, so I can, you know, it's just that the way I do it, I guess that that makes everybody laugh. It's so funny. It's so funny. All right. So you did uh, one Spy Your Shag Me, Gold Member. And then most recently, me being from Detroit, you revisited the character for the Super Bowl. Yes. That was fun. The highlight, you know, one of the big highlights of my life. That was very, very exciting. And to go to New York and to be a part of all that was very, very cool. We won't get into if there will be a fourth one or not, because I'm sure who knows. Everybody asks. And, you know, and Mike said to me he wants to do one when we were there. And I was like, yes, please. (laughs) And I am just, you know, you never know. A call come tomorrow or in two years or but I would love that. I would love to do that before I die. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then I hope for it, too. All right. This is something that I found. Part two. (laughs) 
Part two. We'll do part. <laughs> All right. This is something that I found that I found fascinating. What? I bet we've been together for a million no. years. Okay. Okay. No? Okay. No. No. This is crazy. This is Jeff. This is very crazy. And I'm sorry to have to tell oh, you this. Oh, no. It Don't is worry. not me. What? There, there is another Mindy Damn Sterling. It. That is the worst thing ever. <laughs> this happens every now and then. I've gotten checks <laughs> from her. I swear to God, you know, for her. I, yeah, it's, she is a, she was a, a singer songwriter and that she wrote that. And so, nope, never did that. Never. All right. Well, I'll take hating Johnny Mathis off my list. <laughs> of things. It's funny. Cause Sorry. I'm like, oh, do I just bring it up or do I just go right into the song? <laughs> yeah, sing it. Sorry to interrupt my amazing conversation with Mindy Sterling, but we have to take a quick break. And we're back with Mindy Sterling. I'm about to continue to eat crow for thinking she sang the theme song to Family Ties. And we're back. Of course, I go right into the song and it's a different... Well, it's tied in. I think it's on your Wikipedia page or something. I know it. I can't get it off. Oh. All right. Well, let's talk about a movie that I'm 98% sure it was you. Uh, <laughs> Drop Dead Gorgeous. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh, yes. Yes, I love that. Drop Dead Gorgeous is... I don't want to say it's one of the most underrated movies, but I think it's one of the best movies that people don't talk about enough. Thank you, Jeff. I totally agree with you. I loved that movie. I loved doing that. That was like another one of those dream things that a, a student of mine, she wrote it. And I'll, I remember going to the audition and going, oh my God, please just give this to me. Please, please, please. I want to do this so bad. And then not realizing the stars that were in it. And where, where they, you know, and we, and what has become of them now? It's a star-studded little film. It's an insanely star-studded right? film. And let me just say for your student is I didn't stream the movie. I just rewatched it. I didn't stream it. I own it. I own yes. it. Yes. Okay. Thank so you. I watched Thank it. Thank you. This is one of those movies that like my wife and I would just watch whenever we just wanted to laugh. It was like something we'd watch all the time. It was a big deal because I thought Hulu finally put it on there. They, I'll, t I'll tell you what, Jeff. They, it was you couldn't find it anywhere for the longest time. And I did a a, a podcast for someone who's in incredible with older stuff, and he um, said, "You know that it is not, you can't find it anywhere." And I guess maybe all that talk or whatever, then they finally bring it out. But, oh, no, you could not find it anywhere you, you, other than you know, go to get a, um, you know, a VHS. But, yeah. I don't know if it's still, I thought it was a big deal that it came out on Hulu, but I didn't see it on Hulu. Maybe it was on HBO or one of the other ones, but. Oh, really? I want to say I thought it was on Hulu. So you don't think it's still on Hulu? I tried to look it up. That was the first place. That is so, so sad. What well, the hell is that all about? Let's, let's not cause a riot. Let's just, we'll double check right, later. So, <laughs> <laughs> so right. Drop Dead Gorgeous, you mentioned the cast. Well, yes. you, you did this after Austin Powers, right? Yes. Okay. So this has Kirstie Alley, yes. who I don't agree with her politics and we won't get into that, but there is no one funnier than funny Kirstie Alley. When she's cheers this her other sitcom she did. She is one of the very funniest. Very funny lady. Yeah. No, she was very funny. She was very nice to me because, again, here's one of those films where, like, okay, well, I didn't really know anyone and blah, blah, blah. No. And then, you know, working with her and then Allison Janney. Allison Janney is, this is easily uh, one of her best parts that no one talks about. I totally agree. Totally agree with you. Ellen Barkin. Yeah. Brittany Murphy. All right. Rest in peace. I know. I loved her. 
Denise Richards. Yep. Kirsten Dunst. She's like the star of the little Amy Adams and Amy Adams and almost unrecognizable Amy Adams. That's how young she is. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, it was, you know, you look back at it and go, oh my God, I I was working with these incredible people and it, we had the most fun. We were in Minnesota and, you know, we all had a kind of talk like that. And um, because all the young girls that they got, they were from Minnesota. That's where they were. So Amy Adams was, that's where she was. And it was, oh God, it was just amazing. Mount Rose, Minnesota, the uh, American teen princess pageant. Yes. It is one of the funniest parody movies. And look, when you, if anyone who goes and digs it up and watches it, it isn't PC at all. And it is the perfect example of a non-PC movie, how to do it hilarious and right. Because it's always making fun of itself and it knows that it's a parody of itself. It is by far equal opportunity offender and one of the funniest things ever. I, I totally agree. You know, when I go to, um, to when I do Comic Cons and stuff, somebody comes up to me and, and goes, because I have my pictures out, they go, oh, my God, I just have to tell you, this was my favorite, blah, blah. And I get so excited because it's totally one of my favorites as well. So, so well done. It's a mockumentary. So it's like it's yep. done in that style too. Like Yeah. And and I mean just so let you know, okay, so you remember the girl, she was um kind of the the nerdy one with the judges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wrote it. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. She wrote it. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Will Sasso is in it. He yep. probably doesn't talk much about that role. I won't I'll let everyone watch it. <laughs> And, but he's um, hilarious. He's hilarious. And Louder Milk, he's great. He's... Matt, Matt Malloy is the, the creep. Yeah. It, oh, God. Oh, that is so funny. And Sam McMurray. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just like yeah. everybody in this movie is is somebody or became someone after. It's like, Totally. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Oh, you know who else is in it? The girl who ended up being Ross's like student yes. girlfriend. Yes. Yes. She was the one. She was the one she had like she was dying or something. Yeah. With yeah. It was very yeah. horrible. Yeah, it was very horrible. Hazel, it's okay. Oh my God, what's the matter? Hazel, want me to interview him for a little bit? Well, she, I don't know if she has to go to the bathroom or she's just she's just older and so she's kind of she gets a little senile. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, those supporting people from Friends, you were in Friends. You were in uh, the one with Barry and Mindy's wedding, the wedding planner. Yeah, I was a little blonde girl, and I just came out and was like, "All right, everyone, get in line. One, come on." <laughs> Uh, so were you able to reconnect with Lisa Kudrow then? Did you know her from the group? Oh, yes. Yes. No, Lisa and I were friends. We were in the Groundlings together. She was a student. Um, so no, she's, she's a doll. Always sweet. Probably one of the few people that can say they were on Friends and Joey. I know. Isn't that weird? Yes, yes, yes. I'll tell you, my wife and I, we are like insane Friends fans. And when I say that, my wife is, and I love her very much. So I just go along Aww, with that. That's so sweet. But as, as much of a disaster as that show ended up being, and just from being canceled so fast, and rewatching the entire Friends series 50,000 times, there was probably no one better to bet a new series on than the Joey character. But so it's... Yeah, well, and he's done several. He's done very well for himself. Oh, yeah. Matt LeBlanc is awesome. He's done good. He's he's done good. All right, let's talk. I got another one for you that I, I, I like. Con Man. Yes. Yes. I loved Con Man. I loved it so much. I loved working with Alan. I just had the best time. He created the best character for me. And all I asked him was, 
can I please just wear different wigs in every episode? <laughs> <laughs> Your character is hilarious in that. She's crazy. She's crazy. I love playing just off offbeat women who just are, have a little too much confidence in themselves and should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a funny whole thing on Comic-Con nature. I love that. A lot of star, a lot of guest stars on that too. They must people must have loved yeah. working with Alan and you and all oh that. yeah, yeah, totally. What do you call that kind of show? Because those are like twelve minute episodes. Where was that even? I know it was really bizarre. It was like this new thing. I don't know. They just you know they was trying something different, and I just feel like we were not given the chance to really show where this could go. And you know, there were I think there was somebody at the top of the rank who ended up leaving and, you know, things just shifted and it just is just a shame. Yeah, there was, I think, two seasons. I think I've seen the first one. I started the second one. It's it's a really a lot of fun. It's a really yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And then uh, while I was digging around, I found a short film called Goldfish. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was really kind of funny. That I, I love these like 12 minute things. That's what was wasn't that with uh, Wendy Wendy McClendon Covey? Yes, you did it with uh, Wendy from uh, who now you're Goldbergs. with the Goldbergs. Yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. That was fun. And then uh, there, you know what it was? It was on the iCarly page. It was an iCarly page that I clicked onto, and there was a weird picture. When I say weird, it wasn't iCarly. So I right. look at it, and it's like Mindy Sterling, Goldfish, a short, you know. Da, da, da. And I'm like, oh. So then I found it on YouTube. <laughs> You find it's what's so fabulous. You do find the weirdest things that we've done, you know, early on and the looks that I've had and through the years that I'm like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? What was I thinking looking like that? <laughs> You've done a bunch of Robot Chicken. Is that fun then with Seth? Yes. Oh, I, and see, I love Seth. Seth is, Seth, Seth is my buddy. We connect, We stay connected. He's so smart and odd and funny. And I just when when I when I went to New York to do the commercial, we hung out together. It was great. That is awesome. Yeah. And then you were in the Grinch. Yes. Was Jim Carrey fun to hang out with? Or well, I mean, no, because he was. I think he was. We had a lot riding on him. He, he had just come come off of uh, that movie where he played uh, the comed that comedian Kaufman. Oh, Man on the Moon. And I think he was just exhausted. And so that now he's got to wear, you know, all of these um, prosthetics and outfit. And I think he was uncomfortable. So he really wasn't playful like I thought he would be. Um, he just was there to do his work. What I loved about the film was all the other people that I got to work with. Uh, because, you you know, we, we had this like little group of people. Uh, of who's whoville and they were so you you just you know became really friendly with them and hung out with them they were wonderful and uh Vern was in that too Vern Troyer oh yes yeah part of my toy collection I have a mini me oh my god yes really it's not, I have it's one not too. like a little action figure I mean it's like it's a doll it's a doll right? yeah it's like yeah I have one too yeah so there, <laughs> but uh, you're you're wonder you you know actually know him so. I, I think, but I yeah. never have I never had me and uh, Robert Wagner. We never had a um, action figure made of us. They made everyone else. Yep, I mean uh, everyone else, meaning Mike, right, right, right. Steph, Troy, wow. Ern. No, never made us. That is a disgrace. That I is. know it's amazing, right? It's pretty pretty nasty. Talk to me about the Goldbergs. I know you were. Maybe going to do even more with the Goldbergs. 
Yeah, yeah, they're on their tenth season, and uh, I, in fact, I start working on it on Friday. So we're we're back, and I love working with the cast. I love Wendy. Um, she's just the real deal, hard worker, and just the funniest and the sweetest person ever. So I'm I'm happy to have a job and going back and and playing with this crazy group of people. The Goldbergs is one of those shows that I ha- I watched a couple of episodes because I knew I was going to talk to you. So I wanted to kind of to get a vibe for your character and all that kind of stuff. But I haven't watched it. And then I watched it. And the one I watched first was um, We Didn't Start the Fire, which I think is your first episode in season five. Oh, is it? Okay. As, as a friend to... It's the Hanukkah a episode. It's the Hanukkah episode. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. All right. And so... <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this is hard 80s and this Jewish. Uh, how have I not watched this show? I know. Hello, Jeff. It is, they're, they're such great writers. It's so silly and funny. And um, I am so proud of them to to keep going for a 10th season. I mean, it just doesn't happen that much anymore, you know? There's a list of shows that have done very well in the, in the years past. And now it this is one of them. And it's I do, I have to say, it's the cast. It's it's Wendy, because it comes from her. And the writers are incredible. It looks amazing. And everyone's always told me to watch it, watch it, watch it. So Oh, I'm so glad that you did and that you actually liked it. I did. And now that we're best friends, I have to, I feel like I have to <laughs> dive in. Please do, because then, then you can write back to me and go, Great episode, Mindy. Exactly. <laughs> 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 you do a lot of voiceover work too, right? Like Minions, Rise of the Gru and Despicable. You're in that whole franchise. Maybe not the first one, but then they said, oh, why don't we have Mindy in this? And then... Yes, right. Yes. Sometimes it's just little things here and there. Uh, look, I love doing voiceover. I would love to do more voiceover. I think that it's like one of the best jobs because you can still create and still act and have so much fun. You don't have to rem- remember anything. You're just in that moment. And it's, you know, it really is wonderful, fun, creative, easy job. And when I say easy, I mean, you don't have to dress up. You don't have to worry about how you look. You don't, you know, you come in with your coffee and you perform. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. The last thing I wanted to ask you about was the Larry Sanders show. Oh my God. Did you see me in that? I love that show. That's one of my favorite shows. When I was a little blonde again with crazy round glasses. That, I'll tell you how I got that. Gary Shannon. His girlfriend had taken a class at the Groundlings. And she said, oh, my God, Mindy, you're so funny. I have to introduce you, Gary. I went, oh, all right. She says he's doing this show, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I met with him. And he was like, well, I don't really have anything specific. But, you know, I make you one of the writers. I went, okay. So I did just a couple of episodes where I was just one of the writers. and And then they didn't use me anymore. That was really cool. That's awesome. I love Gary Shanley. I just am such a fan. And so it was very cool that I was given that opportunity to play, even if it was just a short while. Hey, sometimes the best things burn bright. Boom. <laughs> yeah, boom. That's right. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, I appreciate you kind of hanging with me and letting me uh, ask so many questions about your illustrious career. It's so awesome. Well, I'm thrilled to be asked. And um, thank you for putting up with me and my dog, who I probably need to take out and have her maybe pee, maybe not. I don't know. But thank you. You're just a doll. And if there's anybody that you that you you want to talk to that maybe I know, let me know. Cool. 
I don't know what you know, but uh, you know, the typical, you know, Mike Myers, you know, Will Ferrell, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, yeah, we don't have to end our relationship here and now. We can still have a nice relationship. Oh, yes. I look forward to that. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, Jeff, thank you. You you are a doll. And thank you for being so sweet and being such a fan. And yeah, um, we're friends for life now. <laughs> friends for life. Thank you. Bye, Jeff. Bye. All right. How fun was Mindy Sterling? Oh, it's such a good time talking to Mindy. So fun. So fun. And yes, I could have edited out my faux pas with the Family Ties theme song, but I left it in. <laughs> it's a rare interview, pre-prep mishap. I figured why not leave it for posterity. So anyway, it was fun. So much cool stuff. Check out Drop Dead Gorgeous, The Goldbergs. I'm assuming you've already seen all the Austin Powers movies. If not, go watch them again or check them out for the first time. Mindy is brilliant in them. Well, now with the interview over, it can only mean one thing. That's right. It's time for another trending hashtag from the family of hashtags at Hashtag Roundup. Download the free, always free Hashtag Roundup app. Play along with us on Twitter at Hashtag Roundup. Grab the app at the Google Play Store or iTunes App Store. It's free, always free. Doesn't cost a penny. Tweet along with us. And one day, one of y'all tweets may show up on a future episode of Classic Conversations. Fame and fortune await you. This episode's hashtag is hashtag spy songs and bands, obviously inspired by Mindy's performance in the Austin Power James Bond parody movies. Hashtag spy songs and bands, the ultimate mashup of songs, bands, and spy stuff. Brought to us by Musical Hashtag, a weekly game on Hashtag Roundup. Tweet your own Hashtag Spy Songs and Bands. Tag us at Jeff DeWashkin's show on Twitter. I'll show you some Twitter love. In the meantime, for inspiration, here are some Hashtag Spy Songs and Bands tweets. I kissed a spy and I liked it. Money Penny Lane. I'm not going to try and sing these. Bond on the run. Maxwell Smart's. Silver hammer came down upon uh, black eyed spies, twist and shaken, not stirred. Come on, baby, now, twist and shaken. Bond girls on film. Every Rosenberg has its thorns. Working 99 to 5. What a way to make a living. Agent 99. No one did it finer. Hit me with your best laser shot. I just want a freaking laser. Nothing compares to Q. The man from Uncle Cracker, Remington Steely Dan, and our final hashtag spy songs and bands tweet the Austin Powers of Love. Oh, those are some great hashtag spy songs and bands tweets. You'll find them all retweeted at Jeff Dewaskin Show on Twitter. Show them some Twitter love. Keep tweeting. Maybe one day one of your tweets will show up on a future episode. But in the meantime, with the hashtag game over, with the interview over, it can only mean one thing. Oh my goodness, episode 172 has come to an end. Where does the time go? I want to thank my special guest, Mindy Sterling. And of course, I want to thank all of you for coming back week after week after week. It means the world to me. And I'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Classic Conversations. If you like what you heard, don't be shy and give us a follow on your favorite podcast app. Also, why not go ahead and tell all your friends about the show? You strike us as the kind of person that people listen to. 
Thanks in advance for spreading the word. And we'll catch you next time on Classic Conversations.